1: Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, liar. I mean, I think you're lying, but how do I know for sure? Professor John Bowman will tell us. Unless, of course, he lies to us. Plus, EMS first responder Giovanni Garbett advises us on what to do when you encounter a medical emergency. If you've fallen down and you can't get up, Keep listening. I'm Adam Felber, always ready to dial nine one one. And now, please welcome the woman who insists on dialing one one (laughs) nine. Paula Poundstone. (laughs) Welcome, Paula. Thank you so much. And thank you to tonight's house band, steel drum player Abby Savell.
0: The, the house band is fantastic. it's uh, really tonight. great. I'm,
1: I'm, this is this is one of the hottest combos we've had. Yeah, and we and to, just to underscore, we always have a combo of one, which I think is an ideal size in Ray Horseman Studios.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Any bigger than that, and we'd be out on. Miranda Avenue. Right, and nobody wants <laughs> and to be out of Miranda nobody Avenue. Nobody wants to be out not of Miranda. Not this time of
1: night, and this no. time of night could be noon for all. I. You, you know.
0: know, I saw a new mattress out there today.
1: Wait, 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 let's, let's clarify, because, you know, as as our faithful listeners know, the Miranda Street location in beautiful North Hollywood is not necessarily the safest or best neighborhood here. No. But— when you say a new mattress is out there, you don't mean that somebody I put know. a brand new mattress out. I mean an additional mattress.
0: <laughs> an addi- I saw an additional That's mattress. That's what I thought. And I just wonder why. I just wonder what about, like, did somebody, did somebody pick it up and bring it here? Or did somebody see all the others? Or did it come on its own? Did it say, you know, those old mattresses seem to be have a meeting down on Miranda yeah, Street? Maybe, maybe
1: I ought to get me down there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I mean...
1: What is it that makes somebody get rid of a mattress? I mean, are the people in this neighborhood buying lots of new beds?
0: No, I don't think they come from this neighborhood. I do think... think this this neighborhood
1: has become a mattress depository? They're
0: imports. Yeah, they're imports. From other neighborhoods? By the way, did you see Roger Federer's... uh, I think it's like a distribution center. Did you see it on Miranda Avenue?
1: The Roger Federer distribution center? Yeah. I don't know what you
0: mean. He might. Uh, they're right across the street from here, there's like a big sign for Roger. Well, it doesn't say Roger Federer. What does it
1: really say, Paul? It says
0: F- Federer's. <laughs> Federer's? <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's Roger Federer's. I think that somebody's yeah, lame attempt no, to pretend to be the
1: federal bank. Some, no, mu- he, some scam.
0: He didn't have a good game the other day because he hasn't been sleeping well because his mattress it kept, keeps getting stolen. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm glad that you're assembling the, this case so nicely, but yeah. it, it sounds No, impossible. I'm pretty sure
0: that's his. You look at it when we go yeah. out. To, see, you didn't know to look for it before, but now you do. You look yeah. for that. Speaking it's of there, mysteries, which because you're good at
1: unraveling them, there is one oh, that is yes. haunting Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And we thought we'd give you, and, and I, I need the theme music for it, we'd give you an update on the Thomas Coyne Affair. Actually, fantastic. That is, now, the Thomas Crown Affair. It's, coin haunting. Of pair, it's you, a you ha- haunting refrain. Now, on one of our earliest shows. So, please keep, keep, that, keep that in your tool belt there, Abby. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Nice. So, Thomas Coyne was one of our earliest guests on the show. He was a survivalist who was going to tell us how to survive a bear attack. Yes. However, he apparently did not survive this neighborhood and make it onto the show. So, he, he never actually showed ended up, up. He never showed up. Never showed up. He stood us up or died. Not only that, but right. we
0: have, uh, of course, our original feeling was concern. And so we reached out. Uh, our, one of our producers, Tony, called uh, Thomas Coyne repeatedly. Repeatedly. She's emailed him. I believe right. she's texted him. And uh, we've checked his Facebook. We've we've really put out an APB. We've and you looked on, for him
1: on uh, in.
0: I looked for him at the BJ's, which is a big box store in in Danvers, Mass. But
1: specifically um, near the ringdings.
0: I looked at him. Looked for him in the ringdings section, All right, probably and he's the not there. Probably the
1: worst search, the most specific, and therefore worst search That's party ever. That's how you have to
0: do a search. One by you one. Know, if you're section not, by section, you town know, by this town. This is like in The Mentalist, where yeah. one of the characters that was a long-time cop didn't like uh, The Mentalist because he wasn't willing to do the slow you know, thorough work of real police work. But is it
1: thorough when you pick a random section of a store in a random town? Is that thorough? You've got
0: to do it one at a time. Yeah, but you've only one, place one at it at it's a been time. like three
1: weeks since you were in Mass. No,
0: I've looked some other places. Where else?
1: Where else have you looked?
0: Um, I was in Omaha, Nebraska last week. Was he there? He wasn't in my room. Okay. <laughs> I've been doing a, a, a search all over the country. For Thomas, I Quinn. have too. I looked yeah. in
1: um, Milwaukee. while well, I was with you. Yeah. So we both searched the theater. We searched
0: the theater in Milwaukee. We searched the. Uh, he
1: definitely wasn't near the, the dessert table because I spent a lot the of time there.
0: Hampton Inn uh, near uh, the Chicago airport. Nowhere, right. Nowhere to be found. It
1: wasn't no that. Yeah. Uh, was that the Hampton Inn that we stayed in? I think I it was think an A Loft. So.
0: Oh, it was an I think The
1: reception after the show is oh, a Hampton Inn. Damn it, he might Boy, have been in the Hampton Inn now. Or, yeah, he could be. Now he knows All right, where now, to go. Now our listeners are getting worried about him. Uh, here, here's some messages we've got. Inga from Placentia, California asks Is Thomas Coyne roaming the hills wearing a bear disguise?
0: That's a big possibility. That's a very
1: lively possibility. So, yeah. so if you see a bear out there, I know we gave you advice what to do, but because it might be Thomas Coyne, pull on its face before you use the other <laughs> survival
0: tips. <laughs> Well, you know, we did we did give advice on that day, but what we did was we had the other uh, producers in the room, uh, yeah, Bonnie and Tony and, and Tony and, Bonnie, and Ken. Yeah. We had people just look up, uh, you know, Google. Uh, yeah, they just stuff on the internet. Googled how to survive you, a bear attack. How to survive a bear attack. Exactly. Right. And by the way, pull on its face. Not one but of. But I'm the, saying,
1: if it's Thomas Coyne, right? right then you yeah. you unmasked him and you've you found it. You've yeah. saved us.
0: Yeah, but outside of if it is any that,
1: bear that is not Thomas Coyne in a yeah, bear suit? yeah, probably not a strong. You know, idea. they'll
0: be so surprised <laughs> by you pulling on their face. Yeah,
1: they might. But they might be like, "I'm not. T- what do you think I am, Thomas Coyne?" Yeah, they'll just back off. <laughs> yeah, they might they, run away or they'll cry. T-
0: they'll go to the other bears and go, "No, he's a face puller. Stay they, away from him. Face puller. No, he's okay. a face puller."
1: Okay, so Frank from Philadelphia wrote, um, "Thomas Coyne fell down a manhole. Better send Lassie."
0: I think. That's a big possibility as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, he's a survivalist. Do
0: people fall down manholes anymore? I, uh, they don't no. leave them
1: open nearly no. as much as they did in the old slapstick silent films.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Back when last, <laughs> by the way, last you never got anybody out of a manhole. It was always it was a well. Uh, usually, it was a well or a mine shaft. Oh yes, yes, it was a mine shaft. Yes, and and, and, and again.
1: If you're near a mine shaft, that yeah. would be a good place to look for Thomas Coyne. Okay, and um, Carrie from Las Vegas said, quote, I wanted to make sure I knew Thomas Coyne is not in a Ding Dong or Twinkie section of the Smith's Grocery Store in Las Vegas.
0: Wow, oh, great mind, no, she wanted Carrie. to make sure we knew that. So she yeah. looked. So she had already looked. All right, yeah, so keep Thank searching, you, listeners. Thank you, Carrie. Absolutely. Thank you very much for we... using a a logical approach uh, Which to Which I do a, not consider a, a logical hunt. approach. It, it is. First, ha- first of all, you don't have to hold the whole grocery store at once. You do it aisle by aisle, but what if he's moving right. around the
1: grocery store he's, like people do? He's not. You no, think he's, he's going to be found? He's stationary? like the.
0: He's like the. He's like the marathon. By, he's like hidden someplace, and he's just <laughs> waiting. All right. Well, we have uncovered some interesting
1: tidbits because we had our crack research team which consists of Tony and nobody else, um, search the internet for signs of Thomas Coyne. And do you notice just...
0: how many jobs? We'll go, well, Tony did that. Tony yeah, it, did that. Yeah, it's, yeah we it's, had Tony honestly, do that. Honestly, this place,
1: this place falls apart the second
0: Honestly, the yeah, second she goes all
1: Thomas Coyne on us, this place falls apart. Yeah.
0: Um, an Instagram
1: post from August 26th from the Thomas Coyne school account shows Thomas, but we don't know when that photo was taken. It's not uh, labeled in any way. I mean, if they were holding up, you know, that day's headlines. <laughs> oh, right, to <laughs> we prove know it was lie, that but, that you know, right. yeah. There was a video posted in September uh, featuring Thomas Coyne. It's titled The Try Guys Get Kidnapped, and I watched it. It's very amusing. It's these, these four guys who just try things out, and they were trying to escape a kidnapper. And um, Thomas Coyne was the guy who was telling them how to survive a kidnapping, but we oh. don't know when it was shot. It's very oh. well edited, so it, uh-huh. could, it was probably shot before um, his unfortunate demise. And, um,
0: you know... Yeah. Um, yeah. Bonnie, my manager, speculated that maybe Thomas Coyne was a conservative right. uh, and that he was a Trump-supporting conservative because not every conservative supports Trump. Oh, absolutely but not. That, um But that maybe somebody told him that I am not a Trump fan okay. and that he decided not to come because he felt that kind of, you know, it'll ruin Thanksgiving breach. Right, if he if he didn't... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, so. there are people who can't deal with anybody of an opposite... But um, You um, would
1: think that somebody who bills himself as a survivalist could get through a, a you know, a spirited political discussion.
0: No, no. no. Okay. He could tell and, you... And by the way, what, that's
1: just surmise. We don't yeah. know that, that, that he's a Trump supporter. He
0: knows what to do if a bear attacks you, but if a bear right. attacks you... And is not a Trump supporter. That guy's oh, lost. Right. Lost. Like an Antifa now, we don't bear. no, for sure. If it's an Antifa have, bear. I, so we've been trying to think of how we make, could make contact with him. Right. And um, so I had, uh, we could try uh, sending him a balloonogram or like one of those things where the people go and sing like an elf. Send him an elf? No, like in Elf. In Elf? The movie Elf. Oh. A lot of my film references are not current.
1: Yeah, and I would say Elf, the, the Will Ferrell vehicle, yeah. that's one of the more current movie references I've ever heard from you.
0: Yeah. Well, I watch That it. one
1: might even be this century.
0: I watch it every year. Um, uh, yeah, but maybe like we need to send him, you know, if you send him something like that, he might show himself. Why don't we
1: send him something that requires a signature?
0: Because then, uh, you you
1: know, whoever's pretending to be him and collecting the paychecks could, you know, won't be able to fake it. Maybe
0: that's the other thing. Maybe somebody told him that not only do I not like Trump, but also doing a podcast doesn't pay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, maybe I mean, he and thought that was, he was not gonna necessarily
1: paid. the smartest thing to say no. right before we introduced our guests tonight either. Oh yeah, uh, I usually save that one. I'm for sure
0: afterwards. Tony told them that we don't pay.
1: Yeah, Tony, do you regularly tell people that we pay, or it just never comes up? Yeah, they just just an assumption. Well, um, all right. Well, if, any, if anybody spots Thomas Coyne, please let us. Paula, what are you doing?
0: I'm beginning to make the um you're, balloonogram for uh, you're Thomas Klein. I'm No, you know what I'm doing? Which I'm, makes great radio. I'm doing a balloon animal right now. Or it's you're not. Right. What animal to. is it? This is a, a a baby rhino eating a banana. Can you see that? No, it, it well it's a sphere, Paula. No, it is not a sphere. It's almost it's a, a sphere. It's an
1: spheroid, much <laughs> like a baby rhino eating a
0: banana. Hold on. No, I, I, there's I love to hear something Wait saying, till he receives. He'll come out and sign for this. Uh, again, not when he, great. When audio. he comes to the door and he sees, "Oh my gosh, somebody sent me a balloonogram of a baby Rhino eating a banana." He's going to be so happy. Okay, wait. I'm going to do a Santa Monica skyscape. Well,
1: that's uncanny. It's um It's a Do you pres- see that? It, it's it's mo- <laughs> it, it's mostly the round buildings. Do you see that? No. Monica. This it's- is a
0: Santa Monica skyscape. Can oh. you see the um can you see the hotel over at uh, the one that's near um, Wilshire?
1: Uh, the hotel that's near Wilshire in Santa Monica? Yeah. yeah no. Yeah.
0: No, I can't. It's a balloon. It, it, yeah. It's, it's just, a sky, it's just But a I'm balloon. making it into different shapes. All right.
1: Well, that's that That, that will be great for Thomas Coyne. Well, let's put a cap on it because that is the end of the Thomas Coyne affair update for this week. <laughs> hey, Paula. You know... A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants, and I got oh. the um, oh, it's so and I got the hundred percent European linen shirt, and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good.
0: I ordered the brushed That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to
1: helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com
0: slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Adam, you know I have a house full of cats and a couple of big dogs. So I have this one cat who every night likes to stand in the hallway and yowl. And he has kind of a a little bit like me because uh, of allergies. I don't know why he has it, but his name is Theo and he has a really gravelly voice. So he'll it's it's hard to describe it. I can't do a good impression, um, but it's a little dusty, gravelly voice. OK, so earlier I was laying on the living room floor because I'm exhausted and I'm wearing a nylon fiber filled vest as I'm laying on the floor. Theo shoves his head through one sleeve of the vest and crawls up and is now stuck inside in between my back and the vest and is yelling because he can't get out. And then finally his head comes out the other sleeve and he goes out. What's not to love? That's what I say. What is not to love? Which brings me to this. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash
1: Paula. That's A-S-P-C-A. We spell that A-S-P-C-A. PetInsurance.com slash Paula. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. And if you're going to
0: do it anyway... Use our code. Where is he? Where could he have gone? What's he doing? Why won't he show himself? Uh, Thomas... <laughs> that was
1: a that was a completely different theme song than before, Abby. Um, all right, <laughs> all
0: right. So let's, no, that let's, was the closing one. She has the, does the closing, opening one and a closing one. The closing one, theme to the the Thomas Thomas Corn one has more resolve to it. it the does. opening one was mysterious, and serious. the closing one has more resolve because she has confidence in my idea.
1: Your balloon animal idea. Yeah. I have no confidence in that. Let's move on, Paula, because uh, yeah, we, we do try to open every show with a piece of advice from yes. Paula Poundstone. Yes. What is your advice this week?
0: Well, my advice this week is always store your bathing suit in your suitcase. Always? Yeah. Store your, well, not when you're wearing it, but store your bathing suit in your suitcase so that when you go away, if you're at a hotel for example with a pool, don't you hate it when you're like, oh, well I would go swimming but I don't have a bathing suit. Right. Um, now if you use your bathing suit a lot, a lot, a lot at home, then you might just want to have two suits and store one in your well, luggage. one should always
1: be in your luggage so you don't forget your bathing suit.
0: Right, exactly. Now I would say,
1: from some people. Now, our our, our next guest is, is nodding as though he thinks this is a good idea, but it I, I want to underscore that. He's also we-
0: nodding because he appreciates the balloon animal that I just made. I,
1: I do not believe that's the case, um, but um, I do want to. Last week we had that. that it's a Carmax. Uh, that organizer can you see the all show? the cars? I, I,
0: it's a Carmax. It's a Carmax. Do you see? Can you see all the little cars? No,
1: I can't. It's a it's a, it's a spheroid. Um, you know, what?
0: you've got to learn to use your imagination. You've got to learn to. <laughs> oh, fucking balloon animals! <laughs> <laughs> A Carmax. It's and not a Carmax. It is too. It's a Carmax. You can uh, see all uh, the different. It's, it's cars. my failure of
1: imagination. Yeah. The ancient art of. Well, it's not it going to look or... exactly
0: like a Carmax. Yeah, it doesn't look
1: anything like a Carmax. Oh, I can't even remember what
0: I was saying. <laughs> you were about to introduce oh, no, John about, was, Bowman.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. I was about to introduce John Bowman. You know what? Yeah, enough with the swimsuit thing. Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so let's our first guess. And it all started with a with a simple question that you had, Paula. And the question is.
0: How do you tell if someone's
1: lying? Yeah, And we have the right man to answer that question right here. Dr. Jonathan Bowman is professor of communication studies at the University of San Diego. Please welcome our returning champion, John Bowman. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> thank
0: Thanks you. Thanks for being here, John.
1: Uh, sure. And also thank you, Abby Savelle, because you're doing a great job. But let's get right to it. Um, great to have you back. Thanks. It's good to uh, be here. Um, uh, do you know anything about bear attacks? About bear attacks. No, I, I'd okay. be more
2: concerned about surviving that sofa attack out front. That sofa attack. Yeah, there's some yeah, sofas there's out of there. Of okay, so let's get there. right
1: to it. How do you tell if somebody's lying to you?
2: Well, so I'd say the first thing is how do you not tell if someone's lying to you? Everyone thinks that the way that you tell if someone's lying to you is if they're making direct eye contact with you. Right. Right? That's the, the idea is that you can't tell a lie if you're looking someone directly in the eye. And it turns out that's not the case at all. Liars look you right in the eye. Liars are more likely to look you right in the eye because everyone knows that liars can't look you in the eye. So the best liars are actually manipulating the system and they're actually looking at you more. So we found research has shown um, repeatedly that there's more eye contact when people are lying.
0: Wow. So it's like a double negative or something, right? Because you think I'm not going to look you in the eye if I'm lying. Then I'm going to look you in the eye. And lie,
1: <laughs> something like that. Yes. That's yeah, that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you just restated what he said in yeah. a much more confusing manner. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't yeah. more
0: confusing. It was something that I already knew before tonight started. See, you're looking do you me right in the how I'm eye right, you right now. Right in the <laughs> eye.
1: <laughs> Much like you did as you were describing the balloon animals you were making. But, now, but
2: yes. I would say though the, the best way to tell that someone's lying to you is if you know them already, look for some behavior that's different than they normally do. Oh, so
1: okay. that's
2: really the big key is that's the like speech disfluencies if they start stuttering when they otherwise don't stutter, if they or, can't or, say normal
1: words, that oh, kind of wow. thing. So so stuttering is a good one, or the cessation of stuttering.
2: Yeah, exactly. If, if, if someone's if a, a regular stutter is, and yes. they suddenly speak incredibly fluently, something's going on for sure. So every
0: time Mel Tillis sang...
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs> what what, are, what are we doing here? What's the with you here? guys? Mel Tillis? Mel, Mel Til-
0: Tillis was a country western singer who uh-huh. had a very severe stutter when he spoke. Oh. But if he was singing... He was lying he, to you. He had no, uh, he had no stutter. Huh. You never he, heard of that? He li-
1: I heard of Mel Tillis, but I forgot that. I didn't know the whole stuttering
0: Well, I guess because thing. of the book I've written on Mel Tillis. You haven't written,
1: and you're looking me right in I'm the eye when you say I'm looking you directly in the eye right the now. Eye. I, get, I get what's happening here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm looking right. you in the eye.
1: Fantastic. Okay, so here, here's a good question, and there might be many answers to it, but like, sure. if, if you know somebody's lying to you, should you confront them? Oh, so this is this
2: is an important question, right? So yeah. we really want to think about what is the nature of this relationship? Like, do I need this relationship in my life in general, right? Because okay. if someone's lying to you and you don't really need to ever see them again or you can kind of go through life with – whatever they're doing, and, and it's not really affecting you negatively, then go ahead and you know don't confront them about it. But if it's causing you some negative harm in some way, then you should probably talk to them about it, or at least let them know that they're lying. The problem, though, is when you confront a liar and let them know that you know they're lying, they're usually much better at lying the next time. So they're they're having increasingly, oh, increasingly you're more You're training complex. them to be better exactly. liars. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. So you're teaching them, this is how I know you're lying now, and so then they fix it and they do something different the next time. So if I was hosting like, a show
1: with somebody who makes shit up all the time. <laughs> I should probably stop confronting her absolutely. that person <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like um, uh, antibiotics. Oh how, right? uh, yes, yes. How that took me a second, but absolutely. The, um, <laughs> How eventually it works its way around what you're treating it with, right? right. Oh wow! Sure, it yeah.
1: builds up an immunity, yeah.
0: yeah,
2: yeah. So I'll have friends that'll sometimes ask me like, oh, "How did you figure that out? What's my tell?" And I would never tell them. So I usually would lie to them and tell them something completely different, like, "Oh, you have a little eye twitch when you lie," and then that way I can still notice that their lip is twitching. Oh, so you tell there. them the wrong thing? Exactly. Wow! Well, yeah. How many friends wow, do you have that lie to you? I don't have any friends left after doing this kind of oh, okay, thing. Okay, right. Yeah. Of course not. Of course <laughs>
0: not. <laughs> the the web of deceit right. in a conversation <laughs> it like goes that goes deep. Yeah, that's like. That's like when the guy switches that when some, when he's poisoned one cup and they keep switching <laughs> it uh, uh, for who's going to drink it. Now and that, um,
1: that would be the Princess Bride, has that? And, uh, yeah. I and uh, and, uh, and uh, Danny Kaye the too. Court Jester, right? That was the one you were thinking of.
0: I wasn't thinking of Danny oh, wow. Kaye the Court Jester. I see, see,
1: I know like two movies from that era, and I was trying to impress you. Yeah, okay. no, I
0: don't know that one. All right. Mel um, Tillis wasn't in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, know? so why do people lie? And, and
1: I know there's a lot of different reasons, but... What 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 motivates a liar? So
2: most of the time, people are lying because it makes life easier, right? Okay. So they're either trying to defend themselves against something that's really negative that might happen, some negative repercussion of them telling the truth, or they're just trying to take advantage of some sort of opportunity. So they see something that if they were to lie, they can take advantage of it and get some positive gain for themselves.
1: Okay, uh,
0: but there's a- are there different kinds of liars
2: though? Sure, yeah. I mean, there there's so. There's two answers to that question. Right. So there's different kinds of liars. There are people who have an internal motivation for lying. They're called a pathological liar. And we use that phrase a lot. But a pathological liar is someone who um, they aren't lying for personal gain. They aren't lying to get something out of it. They're not lying to defend themselves. They're just lying to lie. And they just have that motivation. And so it's it's either. So we um, don't
0: know what the motivation is
2: right it's it's either pathological or it's a symptom of some other pathology, which is super interesting
0: so say I had a friend or or say I was a pathological liar is there like a cure is there a way to deal with that if i if I wanted to
2: I mean so that's a really good question for a clinical psychologist but um, you can be kind of treated and trained a little bit on how to um, behave a little bit better and and kind of get some help with that but I don't know of any Obvious answers to that question. So, we're not okay. going
1: to fix the president? No. no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Now,
0: by the way, list. no one told him that Bob Woodward was writing a book uh, yeah. that, and that he, wanted to inter- that he wanted to interview the president. No one told, no one him, one told
1: him that. Him. And yet, we know people told him. Um, <laughs> and it's not his first lie, as it turns out. <laughs> so, no, no. Now, is that, now, what's your opinion of that, of, of Donald Trump? He's, he's, he lies quite a bit. Is that a pathological thing? I don't I don't think it's pathological because
2: he's gaining something out of it, right? So right. He, he thinks he's avoiding some problem or he thinks he's having some benefit because, honestly, I think he thinks everyone's stupid and doesn't realize that he's telling lies, right? But the key is the people around him aren't telling him our tells, right, which is kind of just the truth, right? We can right. all see the truth. Um, so he keeps on doing it thinking he's being successful. So my guess oh. is he doesn't know he's not as successful as he thinks he is.
1: That's really interesting.
0: I think I've tried to tell him.
1: Yeah,
2: but, but, but nobody, to nobody, Paul knows, nobody so. listens. to Nobody listens to podcasts.
1: Okay, but here's yeah. something. It was Paul and I were when we were planning for this show, and I know it doesn't really show that we do plan for the show, but but we do. Okay. Oh, um,
0: one of the things I planned to do today was a demonstration of my balloon animals, and uh, can you see that this one is a carrot?
1: That's not, you're not even holding a balloon. (laughs) That's a little bit of radio magic from Paula Poundstone right there.
0: Um, It's not a carrot. It's a carrot balloon.
1: It's Uh, not. Um, But Paula said at at one point that all kids lie. mm, Is that true? Sure. Or do just Paula's kids lie? (laughs) No, right. So as kids
2: develop, they get increasing cognitive complexity, right, which allows them to Um, think ahead and plan ahead for the possible consequences of the things that they do. So as you get that cognitive complexity, you also are then more able to lie. So you're constantly, as you're learning how to communicate, you're trying out those different lies. At the same time, as you increase in cognitive complexity, you're also uh, gaining a moral code based upon the culture around you. So kids are having that warring factions of, you know, my culture says that lying's wrong, but I'm getting better at it. And what's interesting is kids keep getting better and better at lying. They start around two ish and then they go all the way until, well, (laughs) for some of us in this room, the rest of their lives. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, our motivations for why we're lying might change over time, but we're still, um, testing it out and seeing how it goes. So those adolescents are probably doing it more to protect their ego or this little sense of, of, self that they've beginning, they've begun to create. Right. Um, so yeah, all kids do lie. Um, but
0: some, Adam, my, Adam, Adam my kids thinks, got away with it. Yeah, I because Adam thinks his kids don't lie, which means his kids are really good at it. Awesome yeah. at it. They must be awesome yeah. at
1: it. They're 10 and 5, so, you know, the 10-year-old certainly had a lot of time to get good at it. Yeah. Well, so this is a, a really important
2: concept when we talk about deception, right? This idea of truth bias. So most of the time with the people that we love and care about, we have a truth bias. We aren't looking for lies. So right. unless we're given a reason... To look for someone lying to us that's close to us, we usually will believe almost anything that they tell us, right? Right. Until it really hits us in the face that it's a lie, we're going to think they're truthful. So it's very possible that you love your kids. I hope so, yeah. um, and that over the whole course of their life, they have
1: um, walked all from over you. you. Thinking, they're yeah, just exactly. going to walk just, all over you. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Here's something. How do you lie and get away with it? I want to flip this around. If I want to become a good liar, which I don't think I am, how would I do that? I'm looking you in the eye and asking
2: you. Yeah. So the best way to get away with a lie is to say something that would otherwise be true, but isn't necessarily true as it pertains to you or as it pertains to the context. So help me out. If someone asks you, yeah, sorry, that was, (laughs) if someone asks you what you did last night um, and you had a bunch of people over and you didn't invite them, you would instead be best off repeating what you did two nights ago, because you know the story, you know the details, if they ask you any questions, you have all the facts ready to go. So mm-hmm. the best way to get away with a lie is to tell a truth that wasn't actually it, true in that moment. A displaced truth. Exactly. But, so, but something that you know encyclopedically. Exactly. So mm-hmm. if you're playing like two truths and a lie or any of those kinds of games, mm-hmm. always tell a truth of something that happened to a close friend or right. something that happened um, a different time, but, but is actually a lie in the sexual
1: situation. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Because I've, not, I've noticed that, like, for instance, we, Paul and I do Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me all the time. Sure. And we do this Bluff the Listener game. And we never succeed at bluffing the listener. No. No. I
0: never. I never fool anybody. But do you want to know what I did last night? What did you do? I had a big party and none of you were invited. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. I had a great time.
2: What did you serve?
0: Ah, um, oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Blueberries, Doritos, and Double Stuff oh, Oreos. Okay. That
1: sounds delicious. And the yeah. entertainment with balloon animals?
0: Yeah. And they had a balloon animal expert come over and show oh. me how more about how to do it. Wait a minute. And that's where
1: you learned everything you knew about balloon animals? I'm uh, glad that we have the opening of the Diet Pepsi on the soundtrack forever now. Yeah. Is lying addictive? Um I think that uh, It's
0: titillating, isn't it?
2: It's it's absolutely titillating and also if it does make your life easier, right? That does give you that little shot of adrenaline or right. dopamine, right? That that kinda helps you learn that behavior right See, so
0: if, i think that's why trump lies i think he gets it i charged think he's a drama queen and right. that it's addictive mm. in that it gives you this little adrenaline it gives you like a you yeah. know like a tension in your stomach that i might get caught i might get caught yeah. he never seems to notice that he does get caught Right. So, uh, you know, he's been caught over and over again, but it means nothing to him. But 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 I think I think it's that. A- Adam thinks he that he doesn't know he's lying. I, I think sometimes absurd. he doesn't know
1: he's lying. I think he believes it as he says it.
0: I don't think he believes anything he says. No, I, th- no, th- I don't think so either. Yeah. See, John doesn't think so. All right.
1: Well, uh, then I will cede to an expert on that <laughs> and I will change my beliefs about Trump's lying. But you know, but there's so many good ones. His, some of his lies are just delicious, I think. Like um like uh, famously he said that when he was on a campaign You know, right after he he struck peace in our time in North Korea. And the nuclear threat was eliminated. <laughs> um, he um, he famously said that, and, and we're, we're going to get we're gonna get the the bodies home of the fallen. And people, a lot of people reported because he said, he you said know, the all parents, through the campaign, people came up to me and they were like, Mr. President, please bring my son home. And they figured out that he would have to be, a hun- th- these people coming up to him would have to be 110 years old to be the parents of fallen <laughs> oh Koreans. He didn't
0: say they ran up to him. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point. He said people would wheel up to me and say, please bring my son home. Right.
1: That's right. That's quite possible. Yeah. Here's why I love that lie, because even before you get to the bit about the the parents of Korean War veterans, um, he starts it by saying, on the campaign, they would come up to me and say, Mr. President. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You already got a lie before you even get to the
0: lie. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, the the preparatory lie, the preparation lie. Now, is that because
1: he's getting away with it and enjoying it, or is he just too dumb to manufacture a good lie? Does it have to be one or the other? No, it does not. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thank you, John Bowman, for speaking truth to lies. Happy to be here. (laughs) It's wonderful. Boy, he didn't look at you when he said that. (laughs) (laughs) And his lip was twitching. Paula, (laughs) having learned all this, what advice can you give our listeners about dealing with liars?
0: I've distilled John Bowman's comments. Abby, can you give me some background for my summary? That's nice. Lots of us believe that liars can't look you in the eye. Liars know that too. So they do look you in the eye. They often have tells, like they they stammer or they do something they don't normally do while they're lying, like the cha-cha or intermittent gargling. All kids lie as they develop cognitive complexity. They also learn that our society feels lying to be immoral or used to. There are two types of liars. The kind who have an internal urge, but for no particular reason. That's a pathological liar. Then there's the kind that lie because it makes their life easier. They avoid consequences of prior behaviors. I have no deals in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Jonathan Bowman is Professor of Communication
1: Studies at the University of San Diego, and his latest book is masculinity, and student success in higher education. Thank you for being on our show. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you. The Cat of the Week is Meryl Streep from Madison, Wisconsin. all right since we're talking about health and well-being and your health this is the perfect time to bring on our next guest um, Giovanni Garbett is the president of First American Responder he's been an EMS for 19 years served in the Navy and was a combat medic for the Marine Corps thank you for your service and welcome Giovanni Garbut thank you for having me
0: Giovanni, I'm so glad you could make it. I have to tell you that my biggest fear in the entire world is being the first person to pull up at a car accident.
1: In fact, that's that's w- w- the reason, the, the primary reason. We, we want to know all kinds of stuff from you, but the primary reason is to deal with Paula's phobia. Um, and so, so, uh, so what
0: are you supposed to do? What well, do you
1: want to do, Paula? I'm when, sorry. Giovanni. Uh, when you pull up. Well, if you pull up to a
3: scene of an accident or collision, yeah. um, number one, call 911. That's the first thing that you should do. Yeah. Not necessarily get involved right away uh-huh. because you want to protect yourself. You don't want to become a victim yourself. Uh, you know, oftentimes we see in movies that cars, um, when they crash, they explode. Yeah. Um, big Hollywood productions generally happen like that, that something happens like that. Um, but oftentimes they don't. Just because you see flames does not necessarily mean it's, a car is going to explode. You can help, but the first thing that you need to get that professional help there is call 911. And uh-huh. just for Paula's for sake,
1: can you tell us what the number is for 911. <laughs> Not one one nine, but nine one one. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like
3: okay.
0: to write it out.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, we can we could put it on a tab. And like there's nine no nine eleven button, one by one. the way. Yeah, there's no nine eleven. Yeah, button. some kids exactly. when they're right. taught
0: to dial nine one one, they think there's a eleven. No, right their way. parents told them nine, nine eleven. Correct. That was right, and then mm-hmm. they can't find the eleven on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so you don't necessarily. So you just sit in your car and you see people like moaning and in pain, and no, you just you can't wave. Help
3: if you're trained to do so, but. Um, D- d- directly call 911 first. Uh-huh. Okay, then. What? And at least stay at least 100 feet or park your car or vehicle away from the actual scene or collision. At least 100 feet. Because if there is an explosion, you do want to be protected against that and have a mode to actually exit. Okay? Uh-huh. Um, you yourself, again, do not want to become a victim yourself. Now, if you do approach the scene, be careful, look for flames, look for anything that can possibly hurt you. Next, you can assess the person. Uh-huh. If you see bleeding immediately, you know you could try to patch them up if you if you can uh, by putting direct pressure against any wounds that you may see. But again, protect hole? yourself.
0: Like if there's a cut, you put your you put the pressure right on the Correct. cut place. but
3: but something that's clean. If you have gauze, like I carry a first aid kit in my, in my truck, but uh-huh. most people don't have that luxury or don't do that.
0: What's in your first aid kit?
3: Um, bandages, gauze, um, sterile dressings. Um, even sterile water to clean any wounds that you may see. Uh-huh. Um, try to stay away from more of the antiseptic stuff. No, no, that no, could burn no alcohol or anything. Correct, okay. correct. Okay. No, alcohol is from something else. Okay, that's yeah, after. That's after. <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, now, let me ask you this. In your first aid kit where you said you have bandages, do you have Band-Aids?
3: Yes, yes, I do.
0: Do you have the small ones? You know when you get the variety small pack and there's ones for, the small ones for paper ones? cuts and everything. Because w- that could be an
3: emergency itself.
0: <laughs> I can never figure out what, well, like, what possible use those small band-aids are. I've used small band-aids for the what like little tiny cuts. Oh, you're just a baby. I mean, if you can't handle a cut the size that a little teeny band-aid would go over then I don't see how you function in this world
1: I do function in this world for one and and like <laughs> let's say let's say you're cooking yeah and you, you get a little cut maybe you cut you cut your finger a little bit on a knife no. now I'm not going to I, ha- I have to cook the meal but I'm not gonna leave it open cut in your food I'm gonna clean it uh, use antiseptic and then put a band-aid on it
3: now they're great <laughs> for kids though I'll tell you that much um, although they don't necessarily work as far as no, they but don't. medically it, uh, I'm sorry um, you know as far as them lifting their spirits, it may help with that aspect. Oh, it, oh, it oh, definitely yeah. does.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Adam, when you're cooking and you cut yourself a little bit, does it lift your spirits to put one of those teeny little band-aids on? I almost
1: always stop crying. <laughs> 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 so 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 then yes. <laughs> okay, so let me um let, let me flip this situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let, instead of pulling up to scene of the accent, what if I am in an accident you know there's that moment where you're like am i okay am i not how do you check yourself after you wreck yourself is the question i want to (laughs) ask
3: number one try to stay calm as best you can okay that would be the best thing to do stay calm because if you panic um everyone in the situation will panic 10 times worse okay including if you do have children on board with you they will panic it'll panic greatly if you start panicking stay calm and check yourselves out um as far as do I have any injuries? Am I bleeding or anything like that? Um, pat yourself up if you can. If mm-hmm. you can. Direct pressure on any wounds.
0: Pat yourself, pat, pat yourself, oh, yourself patch. up. patch. Mm-hmm. I thought you said pat yourself up. No. Well, like I just had that, visions that's of...
1: That's for later when you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think I'm okay. I've patted down my entire body. I think right. I'm okay. Uh,
1: that's that's mm-hmm. one way to check yourself, I think. Okay, so so you and, don't and, panic. Check check yourself for. for and
3: injuries. call nine one one if you do. Um, you feel worse, or do you, f- you feel any impending doom? You want to actually call nine one one immediately. Okay, nine one one should always be the paramount of of, of getting someone there fast. Okay. okay, that's
1: that's that's good advice. Um,
0: now wait a minute. Are there questions? That you ask someone to know if they're like all there cognitively uh, as a result, like as
3: a dispatcher, or are you talking as a you know, no, rescuer? not the
0: dispatcher, no, the uh...
3: <laughs> as a, the EMT on the scene,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you ask like do you yes. ask somebody? We
3: generally ask if you're alert and orientated times, uh, four parameters what T- do you mean? person, place, time, situation. Like, we ask, Do you know who you are? Do you know where you are? Do you know what just happened? Um, we try to get a cognitive assessment of, of how well they're doing uh-huh. yeah, on and, and any given day, day. Paula could get one of those questions
0: wrong. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. But now that you've told me what the questions are, I'm going to start You're studying, <laughs> and I'm going to put the answers. I'm going to put the answers in my glove compartment so that as the M- EMT is walking over, I can just quickly go over my notes.
3: But we may change our questions though. Just give me oh, a heads up. Damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, so you pulled up in an accident. You've got your car 100 feet from the scene. You've called 911 already. Mm -hmm. Um, The person's bleeding, so you apply uh, pressure right on the the cut or whatever it is. Yes, yes. And what else?
3: Now, if... If you do have like kill bill type bleeding, I usually describe it as um, number one. You mean like fountains
1: uh, of blood? Yes. Yeah. yes.
3: Um, that's a serious bleed. Um, yeah. And hopefully you have called 911 because that person definitely needs it. Yeah. Um, worst comes to worst now, we actually recommend giving tourniquets to people, but life over limb only What do you mean giving
0: tourniquets to or people? Or putting
3: on tourniquets, in other words. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, you put on a tourniquet. In other words, you clamp down on above the injury. Uh-huh. You clamp down and continue to wind either um, a strap such as a belt, um, anything to actually singe off the blood
1: supply to that, um, right. injury. Oh, okay. All right. That's, a, that's, a, I, I feel like I could do that if I saw a fountain. But, I mean, I'd be,
0: I don't know if I could. You, you I, don't know if you can do that. I don't know. Just but don't again, be near accidents. I, all. I, I, I just was, have a feeling I'd be but like, again, you, you, I, I you gotta kill Bill Bleed.
3: Life over limb injury, <laughs> life over limb, because that person's going to lose that limb for sure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but don't so, tell him that, right? That's no. not a good time <laughs> no. to bring that <laughs> no. up. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no. but I tell you, Funny you're this limb. Funny story about why limb. I'm tying this thing off. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am not about to administer yeah. a drug for yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I'm just going to tie this limb off. It doesn't matter because you're going to lose it anyways. Yeah, but, that's a, uh That's
1: bad bedside manner. And yeah. No. That's
0: not That is not good at all. Wait. It reminded me of something. When he said, "Oh, I know." Okay. In Breaking Bad, when uh. Chuko, have you seen Breaking Bad? Yes, yes, I have. Um, See, he's doing his homework. So uh, when when Chuko yells at Walter White, remember he drags his uh, toady guy that's dying out of his car, and he says to Walter White, breathe into his mouth. And Walter goes, no, they don't teach that anymore. It doesn't work. Do you still breathe into someone's mouth?
3: Yes, and we still teach that, by the way. Boy, Um,
0: so Walter was wrong?
3: No, not necessarily. I think he was lying. But... Um, Was he looking when you in the breathe, eye? We still recommend breathing into someone, but if you're not comfortable in going mouth to mouth, you don't have to go mouth to mouth. Uh-huh. We recommend doing hands-only CPR at that moment if you feel comfortable go mouth to mouth it has some added benefit but the real true benefit of doing CPR is doing compressions
1: the, the chest compressions correct
0: so which break that? ribs
1: sometimes but
0: does it break well, ribs
3: yes and i'm not one of those the, those instructors or an EMS that say if you're doing compressions correctly you're breaking ribs cuz there's sometimes that you don't break ribs i've done CPR many many times and about 90% of the time i've done or broken a rib or two it's mm. going to happen right it's gonna happen. Now, it's horrible. Well, the well, other the, the option is death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. Uh, I, I, had a I bro- can't
1: throw a football for a few months, or I'm dead. All right, let's get, let's get into some, uh, some other uh, uh, health things that can happen to you. What, what happens? What do you do if, if uh, someone has a heart attack?
3: Well, first of all, the signs, symptoms of a heart attack, you have to know. Right. Um, what are so the recogni- symptoms
0: of a heart attack?
3: Recognizing Somebody else, Elizabeth, I'm coming, I think is the first. <laughs> now, thing. Yeah. Now, see, the the classic what? signs or the classic Hollywood signs is, right. you know, you grab your chest, you right. peel over and die. Yeah. Right. But um, it doesn't always happen like that. Generally, they say it feels like an elephant sitting on the chest or some type of massive pain and pressure. Massive uh-huh. pressure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you have massive pain and pressure against the chest. Um, you can also have nausea, vomiting, dizziness, sweetness, shortness of breath. Sweetness? Um, shortness of breath. Oh, shortness Weak of breath. Weakness. weakness. And mm-hmm. sweetness. She <laughs> no.
0: seems so sweet.
3: And diet. You must
0: be having <laughs> a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: In women, sometimes they actually have abdominal pain, and it's an abdominal pain that does not go even with relaxation. Uh-huh. So women are actually more likely to deny the fact that they're having a heart attack because
1: it doesn't feel like it's anywhere near correct.
3: Their heart. And so they may feel like it's. Why like isn't it near cramps. their
0: heart if it's um, if it's a heart attack? Why isn't it near their heart?
3: Well, what's always been told to me is that if. It, women sometimes they have childbearing um, muscles, it feels different, it's referred rather than men who have the direct chest pain. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best explanation, has been explained to me. But there is no, you know, we men and women tolerate pain differently, so yeah. that's another explanation. You know, we, we don't always have the same signs and symptoms, yeah, and especially with a heart attack, they can differ now what to do men are if you wusses
0: do? i know a guy <laughs> I, I know a guy that if he gets a teeny little cut oh, he mean, has I, to get a small bandaid I out. i have
1: to it just yeah. seems like the right thing just, to
0: do i just it's just a guy i know it's uh, not here tonight just no, a no no you're talking about me i'm not yeah. i'm not it's no, it's no, someone no, else it's really, my special really friend uh, 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 yeah. andrew andrew yeah my special friend andrew um you, you, all right you just so. learned how to
1: lie and you did it poorly <laughs> Uh, let's, let's,
0: uh, change
1: gears for a second. What do you do if you get a tooth knocked out? I'm told there's an interesting answer to this question. Yes, there is. Put okay. it in milk. Put it in milk. Now Why? you put
3: the tooth in milk, okay?
1: You don't put yourself in milk. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you put the tooth right. in milk. Because my,
1: our... my first impulse would be to, you know, to pick up the phone and, 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 uh, you know, call an emergency dairy, of, you know, yeah, get, yeah. fill up a tub full of milk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you put why do you put the tooth in milk if well, it's been knocked out?
3: Our tooth, our, our teeth, are calcium deposits. Uh-huh. So you want to keep it calcified until it can be returned into place. Now, you have about eight hours. It's recommended about eight hours. Um, take it to the dentist within eight hours to be replaced. Uh-huh. But um, do
0: they put that same tooth back in your head?
3: Yeah. Yes, they do. You can. not can actually. But well, why replace? else
0: would you put it in milk? I don't know. Memories. your no. <laughs> pot? You know, sometimes people oh, have oh, put those... it in
1: milk in and throw it out.
0: No, people have those shadow boxes with the little teeny, you know, like a big framed thing with like little teeny holes in it where you put different little memory items.
1: Oh, like a memory boxy thing. Yeah, yeah. you could
0: put like your tooth in there. And box. Go, yeah, yeah, remember that time. That's what you were thinking. Remember that time. That I Giovanni
1: don't... was just advising you to do. Yeah.
0: No, I just was I've just never heard of them putting the tooth back in your mouth. I thought they made a fake one. Um, but they just put the, are, are, you put, know, They put the original right back can, in there
1: within eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, eight hours.
0: That, okay, that brings me now, uh, to, uh, to I don't
3: know if two percent is better than whole, oh, um, no, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. I, I know you don't want soy. You don't yeah. want almond milk. No, no, go- soy won't yeah, help. It has yeah. to, be, has yeah. to be Real. That's
0: why the well. milk people don't want the soy milk in mm-hmm. their section. Did you know that's a rivalry? I, I, they don't want almond milk was or r- soy milk in their section. In the same dairy right, section, because it's not dairy and they get offended. Okay. Um, that, uh, but it, it could be because it would mislead people and cause dental problems. Mm, right. Um, all right. What about other? That reminds me of phalanges. What if somebody got like a finger cut off or or a leg cut off? And what do you do with that? That would. That's, Have you ever that's pulled up where juice, somebody's right? missing a? Where you somebody's missing uh many times. Y- you have where they've had a finger come come off?
3: Finger, foot, leg, toe,
1: eye.
0: How do uh, you, you, you get up and it. go to work?
1: Whiskey, not just
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So so what do what do you what do you do with a finger or an eye or a you know, what do you do with those things? Well, if the appendage has um, fallen
3: off, let's say, uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. you put the appendage in a bag of ice. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. Not directly on ice. We may want to put that in some bag um, and then put that bag in some ice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then it can actually be, again, reattached, right. but has got to be taken with ambulance personnel.
1: Right, but not directly on the ice because you don't want to cause injury. Um to you the get freezer finger. burn, wouldn't you? Correct. The freezer burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I thought of that. You get freezer burn but put it wow. right on there. Yeah, I'm you don't just, want I'm
1: that. Deeply impressed Paul Poundstone Yeah. Yes.
0: And of course, if it's a tongue, you don't want to put it on the ice um, because it'll, it'll stick. stick.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 and the worst thing that could happen after you've lost a tongue is for it to, to she, stick yeah, to ice. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: a worst thing. Okay.
1: Um, when do you elevate somebody's legs? This is a question from our um, producer Bonnie. It's. It, I realize she's this is a very big sure. question, but she's sure that, like, in most medical emergencies, elevating the legs is a good idea. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: only yeah. if you think or suspect that they're going to the shock. That's if you think they're time. going into shock, yes. and
0: how would you know if they were going into shock?
3: They're weak, dizzy, disorientated, a little bit confused and out of it and most they're likely not just it's been a strong. No way. No. Exactly.
0: So wait, different. so they're weak, confused, disoriented. Correct. They've, it they've, strikes me that those symptoms would apply to so many things that is. weren't shock. I mean, is. you could bang your head and be weak and disoriented, right? But, but
1: if you're losing a lot of blood and you're weak Correct. and disoriented,
3: right? Well, not necessarily. If you you may not see the blood; um, it oh, be could an be an internal, internal injury. Bleeding. Yeah. Correct.
0: So that's when you have to tap and ask, "Are you bleeding inside?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you sit real quiet now, and listen first.
1: But so that's that. So just in cases of shock, Let,
3: yeah. Let's say a person got hit by a car. Okay, and oh. they're lying on the on the side Ooh. of the road. Okay, mm-hmm. now. That type of person may have internal damage. Right. Mm -hmm. They won't necessarily be bleeding out of any orifice or anything. Right. But you can tell that they're a little bit confused and out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then you would want to raise the legs six or twelve inches to keep the blood to the core, the okay. central part of the body. Oh, so that's right, the body is doing like it's a to, sack
1: dance over there. It's she's that's, like so happy. The purpose because it's to the thing keep that she thought, the, core. the thing that she thought you should do all the time, happens. There happens to be one case where you do it. <laughs> And and this is cause for celebration over here.
0: Yeah. She, for her kid uh, rides a horse and um, any kind of injury that her kid ever got, wouldn't matter what it was.
1: (laughs) Legs up right away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny. It was always elevating her legs. Sometimes when she wasn't expecting it and she'd just take her legs right up from underneath her. (laughs) Uh, It's time to elevate. No.
3: Now, you may also want to, uh, when you do raise the legs, 6 or 12 inches. Yeah. You want to let the person know, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not yeah. if they're
0: standing. Correct. Right. right yeah. Correct. That's good
1: good clarification.
0: Yeah. There, that's Paul, been a problem. You yeah. can also
3: put a blanket over them to keep them warm. Keep I'll their put body. put a blanket heat. over I'll Keep them. their yeah. body temperature yeah. Yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. See, that's right. what she does. She throws a blanket over a kid's head and then just takes <laughs> her legs out. <laughs> Sweeps the leg. And as she's hitting her, she goes, who's the president?
1: <laughs> that is that yeah. first Do you know aid? where you are? <laughs>
0: That's why it's important to do these things in a certain order, because if you throw a blanket over your head, and then you say, do you know where you are?
1: Uh, well, you made it too easy, because then they can just go under a blanket.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, don't know, I don't know, but there's a plaid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is, this, is this Scottish heaven? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I hear bagpipes.
1: Well, thank you, Giovanni, for coming to this podcast's aid. And uh, Paula, what advice can you give listeners after hearing about how to deal with car accidents, heart attacks, and severed appendages?
0: Uh, Abby, could you uh, give me a little background music to my first aid uh, Reader's Digest version? Um So when you're the first to pull up at a car accident, call 911. If the person is spurting blood, you can make a tourniquet, although they're probably going to lose the limb. If it's just oozing blood like a normal wound, you put pressure on it. If they've lost a tooth, put it in that fresh glass of milk you carry in your car. (laughs) (laughs) If they've lost a finger or a limb, put it in a bag and then put it on ice. And make sure to give it to the ambulance techs. You can't use it only lift their legs to 6 to 12 inches if you suspect shock, not just because. (laughs) If someone's having a heart attack, you can give them an aspirin to chew, and women have different heart attack symptoms than men. Their abdomen hurts, which is going to fuck up country music. All right.
1: Giovanni Garbutt is president of American First Responder. Find them at AmericanFirstResponder.com. Giovanni, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Giovanni. I can't wait to get hurt.
1: Thank you, Abby Savelle. I want to remind everyone that if you have a question for Paula, email it to Poundstone at gmail.com. And if you have a theme song for us, email it to that selfsame address, Poundstone at gmail.com. Paula, I know you're always out there. You're on the road. Where can people see you in person?
0: On September 29th, I'm going to be in Reading, Pennsylvania at the Santander Performing Arts Center. And on September 30th, I'm at the Lebanon Opera House in Lebanon, New Hampshire. You can get all the info at my website, www.paulapoundstone.com. You can even buy... T-shirts there. You
1: have T-shirts now. I do. Oh, don't tell me about it.
0: They're remarkably soft tri-poly blend shirts. <laughs> oh, wow, there it was. All right, Paula, I've I... <laughs> with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back.
1: I'm starting to think that you're lying to me about the quality of those shirts because you're looking at me right oh, in the no, eye. no, no,
0: they're no, they are high, high quality, quality shirts.
1: High quality Try tri-poly blend. That? It's a remarkably soft. No, I was looking up tri-poly blend on the internet. Yeah. And there's nothing.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, um, it's a a three poly blend. I don't think I yeah. understand yeah. It's what the pref- three polys pref- blended together. Yeah, which polys? making a tri poly no, blend. but like uh, which polys? Uh, I don't know
1: specifically which okay. polys. Okay, here's what I'm going to advance a theory. Yeah, that it's it's actually it's called a tri blend. Uh, Not a tri-poly blend, and it is two polys. It's polyester and rayon, and the third uh, ingredient is cotton. I think that's the T-shirt we're dealing with there. It's a tri-poly blend. It's not necessarily a tri-poly blend. All right. Okay, anyway, maybe that's why nobody it's listens to Remarkably soft, Pound- I'm sure Remarkably it's soft, soft try Plant. That's great, but it's not a thing. All right. Um, <laughs> our show is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical Look direction.
0: at this balloon animal I made of it's Tony not, Anita Hull.
1: It's, it's again. It's no, can sphere. you see
0: her little feet down the bottom?
1: No, no there's no feet. That's and the, you that's see how she's doing it. all that the work? not a balloon animal. <laughs> Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band steel drum player, Abby Savell. Check out her music at nestasteelband.com. Thanks again to our guests, John Bowman, Dr. John, and Giovanni Garbutt. Tonight's totally ripped security guard is Jonah Glickman. And you can also visit Ray Horseman Studios on the web at rayhorsemanstudios.com. That's a brand new site, I swear to God.
0: That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me?
1: Hey, it's me, Thomas Klein. I'm down here. <laughs>
3: MaximumFun.org.
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
3: Listener supported.